The subject of today's episode is considered by many historians to be the worst torture device ever made. Striking fear in everyone from commoners to emperors alike, going all the way back to the 6th century BCE, it's one of the oldest and most famous devices constructed specifically for torture in the world. It's been used or seen or referenced in everything from literature to movies and even video games, and it's one of the very few we actually have the name of the inventor and why it was invented. The question is, did it ever even actually exist? Of course, I'm talking about the Bull of Phalaris, otherwise known as the Brazen Bull. Kevin Young. I'm Don Hergan. And this is Torture. So what the fuck you been up to, man? I haven't talked to you a little bit. Um usual work thing, trying to do more music y stuff. I started going hard and heavy with D and D writing today. Yeah. On one stage. Um try and get the first session written but uh same old same old yeah you know uh allison and i just finished watching this is us we binged nearly the entire tv show oh really yeah um but not obviously not one sitting it's like six seasons yeah but, uh for anybody out there who's into any of that kind of drama so far it's a fantastic show it's an unbelievable show but, yeah uh, yeah yeah that's that's too much I think that might be too much drama for me that's not some type of either fantasy or supernatural based. Uh, oh, yeah, there ain't none of that in it. No. no. But sometimes I find it nice to switch off with stuff like that. There's yeah. got to, for me so, to get into drama like that, It's there's got to be some type of shtick or gimmick. I, I mean, I was huge into like House, which is high, which is, you know, dramatic, a lot of comedy in yep. it. But, you know, it, it had a shtick. It was, you know, it was a, ho- it a, was a hospital. Too. It was a hospital. Uh, uh procedural but i don't know i've i don't know if i yeah, well, the, yeah i don't the know thing if I, that, that kind of, for me the thing that kind of sets this apart is something that i can't really say without just seeing it because i'd ruin it on you I, you know like you'd have to yeah, yeah so yeah i mean I it does have a thing it. <laughs> it has a thing but you can't say what that thing is <laughs> oh okay i don't know yeah, if people, you? i don't know if people who listen to this are watch watching this is us or not i don't, I don't know uh, email um, us and let us know what TV shows you're watching so we can we know exactly what we're talking about. I am good. Um, I, I've also been doing D&D shit, but it's the D&D shit I've been doing with my kids. So any of you out there, uh, I've I, I recorded and edited and started to publish show uh, a D&D. Well, not, it's not even a D&D podcast. It's a tabletop role-playing podcast. At the time right now, we are playing D&D. Um, that will change Ooh. up at times, but uh, it's called Tales from the Card Table. They're having a blast with it. Um, I'm having fun, but playing games with kids is 
it's a whole different experience. Yeah, it's it's you play games with adults, it's like, oh, it was great. Play games with kids, you're you you you're exhausted by the time you're done. Yeah. You have a good time, but holy fuck, mm-hmm. are you tired? Yep. Sure, me having a game with teenagers, and it was just turned into them using their phones. So, see, they use they all have their phones, but they're playing on D and D Beyond. Because yeah. we just, there's just we're playing at one little card table. There's not enough room for everybody to have sheets out and dice and everything. It's like, all right, you're just gonna play on D and D Beyond. Got everybody hooked up to the same campaign, um, so you're just gonna play on that. So if they start straying from their phones, it's like, hey, fuck, put it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I've been working that problem on soon. Yeah, I've been working a lot on that. So if, if you're out there and you want a, a tabletop role playing game podcast that's family friendly for your kids, go check out Tales from the Card Table. I got a lot of sound effects. I got Sirenscape sound effects on there and everything. It it it's 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 an experience. And your creepy old man voice that I didn't know you could do. <laughs> oh, I do. Like I said, I do about ninety different voices, and they all say, sound like the same three. <laughs> that's all that's always the way though like you know it's like i've listened to myself back and i think oh this voice i'm doing for this guy is way different uh-huh. to the voice i'm doing for this guy and uh-huh. then listen back and like all these people sound the same yep. to me. So. yeah well this thing is when i'm at work just kind of in my own head i'll sit there i'll practice the different voices i can use for the different characters that i'm coming up that of course they'll run into this character because they're going to play D exactly the way i think they should yeah, and they yeah. never knew um <laughs> But all these characters I have, I have different voices for every single one of them. When I'm driving in the car, I have a different voice for this and that. And they all sound different. And then when I sit down to record, I completely forget all of the voices I made up. And I go to the same, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. I do, I do a Sylvester yeah, Stallone. Yeah, I do I do like an old man. I do a really yeah. high-pitched one. And I do like a Jersey accent. And that, that's it. It's, it's all the same ones over and over and over again. <laughs> And then I get done playing. I'm like, oh, why couldn't I remember how to do that fucking voice? But <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, all mine automatically go British, like because it, you just think high fantasies and like you, you think English. Yeah, why is that? Or gruff. I don't know. See, that's the thing, though. Is they tend to um, stick particular accents with particular races through. Mm-hmm probably true i don't know through some pop culture stuff so like obviously like dwarves always seem to have scottish accent high elves always seem to have the real oh hello <laughs> kind of, you know um and then the rough guys are always like hey how's it going you okay uh, yeah like just just of, fell out of a fucking like english, english pub yeah yeah um and it seems to kind of keep going like that you never have a welsh person you never have a northern irish person oh, a welsh person i don't know if you'd be able to understand the fucking word they're saying unless you're from that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> From Wales. I'm going to go down to Clune Cladback and get myself some petrol. <laughs> That's a Welsh accent for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and then and then if the uh, the bad guys always have either like a real thick English accent or like Russian or German because for some reason we <laughs> automatically see them as the enemy. Because, you know, history. There's usually the posh English accent as well. That tends to be. Yeah, it's never. It's never. Always the intellectual bad guy. Yeah, it's never the Cockney type. It's always posh, very, you know, my father created toothpaste and I have all this money type. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate the world as a result of it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Taking notes. New D and D bad guy fighter invents toothpaste. <laughs> Angry at world because there are no more cavities. We cured everybody's tooth, which actually it's. I don't. I didn't even think about that. We're actually going to get into tooth disease here in the in the episode just for a second. So that fits. That's a segue and a half, isn't right it? There. All right. Well, I don't know if people like listening to us talk about D and D or not. So I guess we'll uh, carry on. Half the listenership are probably like they tune out at this stage. <laughs> you know what? Our D and D catch up. We are doing the exact same thing. I complain about with other podcast like true crime and podcast stuff like that where they spend the first 20 minutes of an episode chit-chatting about stupid fucking bullshit it's like just get to the story already but that's it uh, that's not as bad though there's a particular one i listen to which i won't go mentioning by name right uh, now <laughs> but um there's a particular one i listen to where the subject matter the primary subject matter is always the title of it as, as you'd imagine as they always are which sounds kind of stupid was a music related one so you could be talking about anything at all and then just this one main subject which they talk about for a whole five minutes right before that it is literally like a, a, an hour-long episode it could be 30 to 40 minutes of them just talking about random stuff might not be anything to do with music you could just be completely random stuff and then they spend the next 20 minutes talking about music stuff and only about five minutes of that is the subject matter that is in the title so. yeah I, I feel like you could probably say the same thing about this podcast because if we if we just read through everything I have for each thing except for maybe the uh, Robert Hansen uh, episodes because those mm. were full um, but for everything else really if I just read straight through what we have this would be a seven minute podcast <laughs> so we fill it with banter sure why not but uh yeah, I don't want to turn into one of those podcasts where you have to sit through an hour of two people talking about uh, what they did in therapy this week and before you finally get to the five minutes of content that you're there for. So, yeah, whatever. Always edit it down. You know, let's start talking about what we ate for dinner today. We always mm-hmm. end up talking about food at some point anyway. Yeah, I had uh, partly the Irish, what we'd consider, what probably would be considered to be Putin, as they call it in canada oh poutine Putin or poutine. poutine yeah but apparently you can't pronounce it poutine or poutini or something yeah so i was watching a thing with um ryan gosling when he was giving out absolute shit about people calling it poutine and apparently it's something it's another way of pronouncing it or something i've always thought of it as poutine oh yeah that's always what we were we were told it was poutine i would have to ask phil and our buddy phil better lives up in uh, canada the podcast mogul himself tell us how exactly yeah. to pronounce poutine the king of the cast he is all right. Dan, let me take you yes. back to ancient Greece. Uh, somewhere around 560 BCE. Uh, we'll say you're a sculptor by the name of Paralos. Now, some sources say that the emperor of Acragas, a city in modern-day Sicily, asked Paralos to construct a torture device. Others say you do it on your own, and deliver it to him as a gift to show your loyalty and admiration and hopefully be handsomely rewarded. Regardless, fuck, I lost my... How do you lose your place while you're looking at the word that you're saying? I do that all the time. (laughs) It's all good. Uh, Regardless, with the help of a few, you get to work, constructing a hollow, life-size bowl out of brass. 
by some accounts, add a few details on the inside for some extra panache. Uh, you put a door on the side that can be locked shut from the outside and polish it up nice and shiny for the tyrant Phalaris. Now you take your creation to the city to show the emperor what you have done for him. Uh, you describe it in great detail that you simply open the door and throw the victim or prisoner in and lock it shut. A fire is set underneath the bull's belly where the victim or prisoner sits. This can also be done before they are thrown in, completely up to a torturer, uh, like uh, preheating an oven, I suppose. <laughs> Never want to throw the cookies in cold. Throw them in when the oven's hot. <laughs> well, because if you do that, then the cookies stick. You don't want you don't want you don't want the person to stick to the inside of the bowl. Then you got to scrape for the next God knows how many days. And I don't think they have like yeah, you want that yeah, you want that heat on contact like you want with a steak. Yeah, a good sear with on a human that. being obviously yeah. melts the fat. Now you render that fat. Again, we end up talking about food, except these are people, and that's disturbing. Uh, and then you just wait. So once the bull heats up, the person inside will try everything to stay off the bottom. But it won't matter. The entire thing obviously just turns into one great big oven. Now, you describe this to Phalaris, and his expression starts to change into one of curiosity. Then you tell him how you put pipes of different sizes and shapes inside of the bull near the nose that will distort the sound of the person's screams into the sound of an angry bull. Quote, his screams will come to you through the pipes as the tenderest, most pathetic, most melodious of bellowings. Possibly even put incense or herbs in the nose and mouth so when the smoke from the burning body is released, you don't get the putrid scent of burning body and after they are dead and the body is reduced to bones you can wear them as jewelry <laughs> bones as jewelry. <laughs> that that's that that you know that's the selling point is oh jewelry oh. oh yeah it's um i can't remember the word i'm trying to think of there's multiple uses basically it is a it is a as alton brown from the food network calls it a multitasker all right. You probably heat your house with it too. It's like probably like, you know, where the concept for the uh, old Irish range ovens came from. You should yeah. Google one of those. Have a look. Well, I imagine that any kids you have laying around, you can just toss in there and it, you know heat it up pretty nice. You cook the bread, stick it in the bowl next to Tommy. There, <laughs> he's nearly done. <laughs> I had it piping hot when I threw him in there. He shouldn't have stuck. I don't know if we ran out of cooking spray. To, you know, good. He should have been good. We are out of oil. Today's so. episode is sponsored by Meter. <laughs> True wireless smart thermometer. <laughs> I would love a wireless thermometer. Fucking hell. You I don't would. need a wireless one. You can get the ones that are wired that you can shut the door on. I have like, one of those. They... Uh, you know, it's uh, which is fine. Again, food. Uh, I have one of those. It works perfectly fine. But... I'm lazy, and I don't want to have to get up to go look at what the temperature is on my beat thermometer. I wanted to just oh, so you look at your phone. tell me on my phone, yeah, okay. so I don't actually have. To, so I can do. It's like it's like those new um, pebble smokers that they have out, where you just put the the, the pellet smoker. Uh, you just yeah. put the pellets in, set it, set the temperature you want, and it automatically does it. I'm sure the mm. food is great, but it's cheating if because you're lazy. And you don't want to get up and you know you don't want to spend twelve hours constantly monitoring the temperature 
manually and putting wood in and taking stuff out, making sure that smoke yeah. is right temperature. I was taught that was yeah. part and parcel of the entire concept of doing That's that. That's part, yeah, yeah. If if you go the to bits like that are not one hundred percent exactly the same. Yeah. Then, yeah. If you go to a cooking competition, if you're in a in a smoke competition and you show up with a pellet smoker, they're gonna tell you to go home because the whole point of it is you're supposed to do it on your own. But well, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you showed up with a brazen bull, they do the same thing. <laughs> So I would have, there's probably smokers out there that look like bulls. Actually, I know there's smokers out there that look like bulls, but they're made out of cast oh, iron, yeah. not brass. If you showed up with a brass mm. bull, holy fuck. And they don't have a human being sitting inside them either. <laughs> you, you get like so. briskets and uh, pork steaks, everything. And you, you arrange it in the smoker to look like a person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like those Christ. people like those people you see who are leaving hotels or like and they take all the sheets and they wrap them up like a person in a, bo- in a body bag and leave them on the bed and then leave just to fuck with people that's fantastic and i have to say after this segment of now this episode if people keep listening then i wonder who has the bigger issue us or them yeah if people keep listening to, like yeah. okay you stepped over a line this time uh, if that's your line, then you probably should have stopped listening a long time ago, especially when Dan compared the breast ripper to pulled pork. Did I? Was that you? Was that me? Yeah, I'm pretty remember. sure that was you. I I, I, I probably I don't played know. it. I probably I played it. some form of food item also. Yeah, I probably played a pain. I, I think it, I don't know. All right. Now, depending on what you read and from where, some say that Phalaris wanted a demonstration on if the bull actually would sound like a bull and he asks you to get inside and show him. Others say that Phalaris just physically pushed Perlos into the bull. Others, uh, like a painting you can find online, says that the guards did it. In any case, you are now inside the bull, and before you know what's happening, the door is locked. Uh, you hear Phalaris order his guards to build a fire to see if it really works. After a few minutes, the inside gets very fucking hot. You do everything you can not to touch the bottom. You're doing that uh, dancing from one foot and one hand thing, just trying to, you're putting your hands mm-hmm. on the side, trying to hold. Um, Cat and hot tin roof thing. Yeah, that obviously doesn't matter. It, it's going to keep you from getting scalded for the first few minutes, but after a while, the, the entire thing is just going to uh, be way too hot for you to handle. It doesn't matter where you're going to put your hands, you're going to burn them. So you sit in the contraption that you made, your flesh begins to cook, and you scream in agony. And I imagine Phalaris is amused by the fact that it actually supposedly does kind of sound like a bull on the outside. But just before you can't take it anymore, just before your death comes, the door is opened and you are pulled out. So, no. Uh, he did, Paralos did not die inside of the brazen bull. So it's worse. Yeah. Um, however, Phalaris does take him to the top of a tall hill and throws him off, killing him that way instead. Oh, that's awfully kind of him. So no. the reason, again, this is all legend, so take it for what you will if, if, if this is actually how it happened. But the reason people say he pulled Perlis from the bull and then killed him by throwing him off of a hill instead was because he didn't want Paralos mucking up the inside of his brand new toy. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to get out with the barbecue cleaning kit. Yeah. 
I got all that cheese stuck onto the brass, and you gotta yeah. you gotta find a wire brush that's not gonna scrape up the brass too much, but still get rid of all the remnant. Oh, it's a fucking bitch. Yeah, just I throw him off a cliff. He'll just throw him off. Throw him down a hill, and all I just imagine is him rolling down the hill like um, Princess Bride, going as you wish. So he hits the end. And he's dead. <laughs> Poor man. Uh, Phalaris will go on to use the bull, according to legend, quite often, mostly for crimes of treason, and the executions were done publicly to discourage any commoners from standing against the emperor. Uh, it was eventually used as, as we find in a lot of these torture devices, it was used as a form of entertainment since the city-state of Akargas, Akragas was self-ruling Anyone who Phalaris wanted to put in it was fair game, and the crowd loved it and saw it as almost a form of theater. After the ceremony, the victim's charred bones were removed, and because they, quote, shone like jewels, spectators were allowed to take them and make them into jewelry to wear. Not just the emperor who was completely fucked up in the story. Everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. It sounds like Sicily's a bit. Fucked up, or what is that? Was how's your pronounce that again? It's where is this gone? Because I had a diamond. Acragus. Acragus. Yes, I'm sure I pronounced it nine or seven different ways before now, but yeah, Acragus. Well, if you look at Wikipedia, there's about fifteen different ways of pronouncing yeah, it. So. so you know, Apparently I say that. Agrigento. Yeah, I, I say I, you know, but uh, I don't mean to offend anybody. But have you ever met a Sicilian? <laughs> <laughs> They can be a little extreme. <laughs> I don't know if they're burn your body and wear your bones as jewelry extreme, but you know, yeah, yeah. for all our friends. Probably off cliffs <laughs> for making making your new toys. So what we're gonna have? I was kind of wondering, like, sorry, it's just I was like, why yeah. in God's name? Like, obviously, like, yeah, he wants to test his new uh, toy that he's gotten, but why throw the man who has made it for him into it when, if anything had happened to it? Surely you want the man who's after making it. Oh, because Phalaris is a fucking nut job. That's why. Uh, <laughs> He's a psycho. I'll tell you a little bit about him here in a second. But Phalaris is a complete nut job. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't have questioned his mental state and questioning yeah. his whys when uh, he got this thing built in the first place. But. Yeah. I was just going to say before that, uh, I imagine that there's Sicilians out there. Half of them are going, hey, fuck you, to what I said. And the other ones are going, fuck yeah, we're crazy. <laughs> that sounds like the American <laughs> What are you talking about, eh? Now, as far as Phalaris goes, you don't have to worry, because in a few years, a man named Telemachus would stage an uprising and overthrow the tyrant, cooking him in his own brazen bull, or the story goes. Again, it's fine. Phalaris was a cunt because apparently he liked to eat newborn babies. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he... Uh, Did he have like a little mini bull? <laughs> a calf? Yeah, a, like, yeah, yeah. A brazen, brazen calf, calf for the newborn babies? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Now, this is just, uh, obviously, this is all going off legend. This happened over 2,000 years ago. So take it for what you will. But stories go... Mm that uh, Phalaris, depending on the family, would 
have newborn babies given to him and he would eat them. He saw them as uh, a delicacy because the meat was still super tender. Why is it Rasputin has songs about him that Phalaris doesn't? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know because uh, Rasputin never actually technically killed anybody on his own. Uh, I don't know, but he, he was like, he was a fucking nut job. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But he, you know, that's who I want to be as Halloween. Keep looking for a Rasputin costume because I got I got the hair, I got the beard, I just need mm. the costume with the crucifix and everything. And I, I think I can make a good Rasputin. Um, pretty sure Philaris at some point will get his own episode on this show. Just so we're saying, if I could find enough information on him, because he is a fucking nightmare. So afterwards, the original bull was said to have been thrown into the sea. Though a couple centuries later, the Romans would capture the city and rename it Agrigentum now known as Agrigento. Uh, apparently, the people of Carthage took the bull years earlier, and when the Romans defeated them, it was restored and returned to Sicily. But that won't be the last we hear of the cruelest torture device. Uh, like in the first century AD, the Romans began using the bull on Christians and Jews, or the story goes. As usually happens, the Romans use torture devices on the Christians. I don't know about the Jews so much, but definitely the Christians. As the Christians will love to tell you how they were pers persecuted for centuries. Oh, yeah. The, the foot of many a person was on the neck of the Christian. Yes. As ironically as well, Rome being the Catholic capital of the world now. Yeah. You know. Well, they were all pagans then. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. I know I wasn't for quite a while and that yeah. Things change. I just said that's what I'm saying. I think it's very ironic, you know, that uh, the way things went later for them. Well, so the, over here, Christians are always talking about being persecuted, but they're the ones who persecute everybody. So I'd imagine maybe in, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred years, the, uh, you know, the people who are being persecuted now will then persecute the next religious faction coming up because they all kind of die off and, you know, it, it, it's a cycle. It's a bacon. Yeah. And Jediism is going to be a properly formally recognized, and the original <laughs> trilogy is going to be the Old Testament. Did you see online somebody posted three? They put three posters up. Um, it was Star Wars, uh, the new, the newest Aladdin movie with Will Smith, and um, fuck X Men, Dark uh, Phoenix, and they all have mm -hmm. the they're the all the exact same poster. It goes from blue, it goes from, the colors go from blue and they gradate over to like a yellowish beige type color and they have the characters mm -hmm. all in the exact same pose and somebody, they're like, um, ooh, I want to know what, uh, what the story behind this trilogy is. And somebody explains it perfectly like, well, um, so the Grand Master Jafar, who started magic, um, <laughs> Uh, put uh, put the genie in the lamp and then the lamp was brought off and then, you know, something like thousands of years later when human, you know, found it, now it was uh, now it was known as mutations and everybody had these powers and then thousands of years into the future it became to be known as the force and it was, I, I'm, I'm doing a horrible explanation, I'll have to find it and show it to you if I can oh, find I it, I'll post it, yeah. if I find it I'll post it on our Instagram or our Twitter but it's fucking perfect, I was like, holy shit this person just connected Aladdin X-Men and Star Wars perfectly 
Some people have too much time on their hands. Yeah. I don't even know how, how the fuck I just got into that tangent. What the fuck were we talking about that got me into a tangent about movie posters? I mentioned Star Wars. Oh, that's right. The religion, Jedi. That's right. Ism. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how our brains it's work. A, it's a very steep slope. <laughs> that's how our brains work. I don't. Random I've never shit. been diagnosed with like any type of ADD, but sometimes I wonder because I can't keep on one subject for more than five minutes. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Anyway, uh, so yes, in the first century AD, the Romans began using the bull on Christians and Jews. Uh, one of the most notable among them was Saint Eustace, and the command at the command of Emperor Hadrian. Uh, now, General Placidus, uses his name before his conversion, served under Roman Emperor Trajan. Now, according to the story, which I say a lot through this, while out hunting one day, Placidus pursued a large stag. Suddenly, it turned toward him, completely still, miraculously, there appeared a crucifix between its antlers. And from some of the stories you read, it was green and glowing. A lot of mushrooms that he eaten <laughs> while he was on the trail. So when you were a kid, did you have that glow-in-the-dark paint you could put on your on your walls so you could see it? I had glow-in-the-dark paint in my room you could put on. Uh, yeah, like, we had glow-in-the-dark paint, but we didn't put it on our walls. Like, you had these things that were like stickers that were like we had those too. Yeah, glow-in-the-dark thing. Yeah, yeah, we had those too. But I imagine it was kind of like that. Just kind of like somebody just kind of like painted a cross in between uh, the... Stag. I imagine it was nothing. I like, agree. Just tripping balls. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and that's pretty much it because I think it's very ironic. I'm not going to get into a debate about religious stuff here now or anything, really, but we probably are because we tend to go on the tangents. But <laughs> um, it's the fact that uh, it's just very ironic how not an awful lot of these things have happened since the good book was yeah. officially released by uh, Penguin or whoever the hell released it. So. All these, all these sudden religious things, aside from Jesus appearing in a slice of toast at one yeah. time, yeah, um, is you know they, they dried up fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. So, <sighs> yeah, he probably ate some bad bread. I think, yeah, it seems to kind of coincide with the more we learn about drugs and their effects of them over time, um, like really scientifically, the less divine intervention and divine. Shit seems to happen. Well, have it's... you ever watched The Great on Hulu? It's about um, it's about uh, Catherine the Great and you know her uprising yeah. in in Russia. Well, she has there's a uh, a priest that is kind of um, an advisor. He's like the head bishop of the of the Roman Orthodox Church, and he regularly goes into the woods and eats mushrooms to trip so he can see God. And get oh, yeah, and get go. direction, which I believe is pretty historically accurate. Mm. Now, anyway, the crucifixion appears between the antlers, and a voice commands Placidus and his whole family to be baptized that night by the Bishop of Rome. And also, and this would be what would kill it for me, the voice also promised that they would suffer for Christ. But so you see, so I know that you're looking at a stag and there's a cross there and it's pretty cool and you should convert to Christianity. Just want you to know uh, it's going to be really bad, but do yeah. it anyway. And the guy's just like, okay, I can do Is that. Is that not their whole entire ethos though? Like, yo, it was, hey, 
come with us. We're cool. We also don't like you. Yeah. You're going to well, suffer. You're, you're, you're going to suffer now, but then when you die, you get to heaven. Everything would be great, except for like the people who are making millions of dollars off of you from suffering, yeah. who are also going to go yeah. to heaven. You know. And apparently, Jesus already did all the suffering for yeah, us. Yeah, I shouldn't have to suffer for Jesus. He Jesus sacrificed yeah, himself. That's to, his so whole. We don't have to. That's his whole shtick. Yeah, yeah. So it literally is the USP on Catholicism is the fact that Jesus gave up his life and suffered so that we don't have to anymore, but we still have to suffer because he suffered for us it's so all, that we don't have to suffer anymore. It's almost like it's a huge racket and they yeah. just want you for it's your like, money. It's a suffering paradox. That's what it is. It's just... So Placidus obeyed the voice and was baptized, changing his name to Eustace, Latinized as Eustitius. Uh, Useless. Yeah. His Ooh. wife and sons also changed their names. I'm not going to get into that because it doesn't really matter what their names were. Now, as promised, the family did begin to suffer. Through sickness and misfortune, Eustace lost much of his wealth, forcing the family to flee to Egypt. His wife was not allowed to stay aboard the departing ship and was left behind. So Eustace, <laughs> Eustace and his sons braved the voyage without her, eventually landing some distance from their destination. As they continued their journey on foot, they came to, and what it just says, a river. But they're going to Egypt, so it's probably like the Nile. There's a river. I think I know what happened there. Oh. He found god and drugs right mm -hmm. he had an extremely bad drug habit and he was tripping balls the whole time and his wife wasn't too happy about that so he's like i'm leaving you or let's go on a trip <laughs> when, when in fact he was going on the trip with the kids yeah and he got on the boat and he said oh you're not getting on this boat middle finger <laughs> middle figures most complicated divorce in the history of humanity and it was all because apparently he had to suffer for God. Uh, so, you know, I was probably like, hey, let's all let's all go on a trip to Egypt, guys. And I'm like, okay. And they, and, and they get down to the boat and they showed them their passports. And they're like, oh, God, I forgot my earmuffs in the fucking car. Can my, babe, can you go get them? And she runs off. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, hey, go, boys, go, go. let's go play a trick on mine. Let's get on the boat and see if she can find us. And brah, brah, it takes off. And she's just standing on the dock, waving her arms like, you forgot me. She even jumps into the water, tries to climb up the anchor, but it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, kind of like Lot's wife is like, what happened to mom? Uh, she turned into salt. Yeah, she's not coming anywhere with us anymore. She's just salt now. The sad part about all this is that just like Catholicism, we can't prove any of our theories are correct. <laughs> no, but ours are a lot more fun. That was an awful lot more fun than yeah. your shit. So. Okay, anyway. so <laughs> with no other option available, Eustace decides to carry his boys across the river one at a time. Uh, he successfully it's like that problem that they give you in school of if you have if you have to carry one person across and then with one boat you can only have two people in the boat at the same time. It's like just carry oh, both. Oh yeah, up. and the just, fox wants to eat the chicken. Yeah, just that. hike them both up on your shoulders and walk across the fucking river, dude. Anyway, he successfully delivered one boy to the far bank. And as he was halfway back across, a lion carried off the waiting son. So Convenient. He, yeah, so he turned back towards the other son. He's just like, okay. And he turns back towards the other son, just inside 
uh, in time to see another animal carry him off. And he's just like, okay. An ostrich. <laughs> yeah, a lion and an ostrich. You're on so the, what happened there? You're in the river What's in the... Egypt. I imagine it was probably a crocodile, but... Most likely. Uh, well, other versions... Two kids were complaining, though, about the... the, the, the they were complaining that their mother was gone. You see that he, that he had taken away from her mother. And he's like, right, trying to get rid of the kids now, too. I'm just going to wait in this river and wait for an eye. Just drown them. Just drown them. You're, yeah. you're, at, you're at a fucking river. Just drown, just dunk their heads under <laughs> instead of trying to uh, explain to people that an animal came up and picked up your son and carried him off. Chances are that probably is what happened. Uh, well, Sounds much cooler. Yeah, but because there are other versions that are much more boring that say his sons were just carried off by Imperial Roman soldiers. Like, oh, no fun in that. Uh, no. Either way, in both versions, uh, Eustace was unaware that the boys were spared death and raised in a nearby village. Unless your name is Mowgli and it's the fucking Jungle Book, there's not animals picking you up and taking you to a village to be raised by the commoners. <laughs> you are ripped open <laughs> and eaten, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Just imagine the kids be carried away and all you hear this is just, we'll be like you. <laughs> Obviously in, in Latin. In Latin, yeah, whatever that would be. So uh so here's here's where the story gets really um uh, what's the proper way to say this? Uh fucked up. There you go. Uh after yeah. 15 years of hiring himself out for work, Eustace's <laughs> life changed again. A battle was imminent, either from an uprising or an invading enemy depending on the account. Now, either Emperor Trajan or his successor, Hadrian, found Eustace, requiring his expertise as a general to lead the Roman troops to victory. And I just imagine this as one of those times in a movie where, like, the general and his underlings show up in a helicopter at a cabin in the woods to find the old man living off the grid. And, well, I don't know why we need him, general. We can handle it. He's one of the best soldiers we've ever had and they go into his house is just just like an old man in dirty clothes stirring broth on a wood iron stove i'm out i'm retired you can't bring me back in. we don't need him he's the best damn general we've ever had we need you he's like okay i'll do it yeah. get to go for this shit <laughs> bring him back in no after the battle was won the army stayed at a village. There, two soldiers shared their stories and realized that they were Eustace's sons. Reunited brothers came together through the army, found themselves in the village together. Uh, and their long-lost mother happened to be serving in the same house and overheard them, and she happily became reacquainted with her children. So now three of them are all together, just out of fucking nowhere. Bullshit. Man. So the three of them went to their commanding officer, who was, of course, Eustace. Good old Eustace. My God. They get permission so to... Re can I... Yeah. Go can I ask you something real quick? Go ahead. Just make sure I got this whole timeline. Sure. Thing. Right. So, right. So, old uh, Phallus mess the brazen bull made, kills the guy who made the bull. Uh -huh. um, then... Basically, the Romans come in, take over the whole place. Useless fucks him over there, gets rid of him, or Useless takes over or something like that. Useless ends up meeting a, a deer in the woods while he's tripping balls. Am I right so far? So Useless is a general in the army, and he 
comes across a deer with the uh, you know the cross, and he's all oh, like, he was involved okay. in getting rid of old. No, no, no. This was no. This was this was this was a long time. This was uh, oh, couple. Sorry, this I'm couple hundred years later. Yeah, no. All oh, right. Well, uh, no, Phalaris was in like yeah. the sixth century BCE. What's going on now was the first or second second century AD. Uh, right, so, so, there, yeah, so there's a few hundred. The, yeah, all the names yeah. <laughs> in between. All right. Yes. Yeah, so okay. That's, that's fine. Uh, anyway, so so all four of them are now together, big happy family, and uh, they go to get permission to return to their native land. Upon hearing their story, Eustace recognize that you know they they go to Eustace to like hey we want the you know the, the three of us are a family we found each other after all this time we would like to go back to Rome to our native land and Eustace is like holy fuck i'm your husband and your dad isn't that great you know like it's a fucking disney movie well i like disney movie <laughs> <laughs> or like a really poorly written like soap opera yeah not even a fucking disney movie like one of those like it's like Off. a Spanish telenovela. That's what it's like. It's on Telemundo. Yeah. So as oh, the... Carlos, my long-lost husband. <laughs> that Family Guy episode where they're on Telemundo and every woman, that, everybody that walks up to Peter, he just slaps him. Fall over. <laughs> Tele- <laughs> Telemundo. <laughs> Telemundo. <laughs> now as the soldiers dispersed to return to their homes, Eustace's family also returned to Rome. The emperor cre- uh, credited the gods with the army's victory and commanded the military leaders to offer sacrifices to the gods, uh, the Roman, you know, the Roman gods. Uh, Eustace refused, and the emperor imprisoned him and his family, trying to convince them to worship the Roman gods. When it became clear the family would never obey him, the emperor sentenced them to death. Now, some accounts describe as Eustace and his family thrown to the lions first, and the beasts refused to harm them because they were Christians. Uh, Other versions omit that part and simply recount how the saint's family was burned inside the brass bull. Miraculously, they sang and praised God for three days before their voices fell silent. And when the bull was opened, the martyrs were found dead, but their bodies had not been physically harmed. It's like another uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego type story where Jesus was in the furnace with them. I mean, just oh, Jesus. Really. I imagine they're all in the 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 bull, which they're going to be cramped in there because they're four fully grown uh, individuals, and then Jesus just kind of appears out of nowhere, cramped. He's like, yeah. hey guys. he's all he's all he's all like in the fetal <laughs> position, like move the fuck over, he's kicking people. <laughs> Give me some leg room. Don't worry, guys. I'm here to suffer for you, so you don't have to suffer <laughs> again. So today, St. Eustace is considered the patron saint of hunters, firefighters, and anyone facing uh, adversity. Here's something that got to me. He's also one of the patron saints of Madrid, and his emblems, so when you know you, you, you wear whatever it is for whatever saint it is that you want to pray to, or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. his emblem, emblems are either a crucifix, okay, Makes sense. A stag, again, makes sense. He saw the stag. Or, this one got me, an oven. (laughs) (laughs) And I just imagine someone walking around with like a bracelet or a necklace or something with just like a whirlpool stove stove and oven combo hanging from. (laughs) What is that? Uh, They're just rubbing their brass range that's around their neck. Praying to the patron saint of ovens. 
Oh, fucking <laughs> that's, hell. That's brilliant, yeah, burnt down. Saint of Ovens. Uh, so also there was Saint Antipasto. Uh, the here, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like Antipasto. <laughs> Always go back to food. Uh, so the here martyr Antipas, a disciple of the holy apostle John the theologian, was bishop of the Church of Pergamum during the reign of the Emperor Nero. Who will definitely be getting his own episode? So don't worry, we will cover Nero. Now, during these times, everyone who would not sacrifice to the idols lived under the threat of either exile or execution by order of the emperor on the island of Patmos in the Aegean Sea. The holy apostle John the theologian was imprisoned, he to whom the Lord revealed the future judgment of the world and the holy church, the whole revelations, you know, thing. Now, by his personal example, firm faith, and constant preaching about Christ, St. Antipas began to turn the people of Pergamum from offering sacrifices to the idols, Christianity. Uh, the, pa- the pagan priest reproached the bishop for leading the people away from their ancestral gods, and they demanded that he stop preaching about Christ and offer sacrifice to the idols. Instead, St. Antipas calmly answered that he was not about to serve the demons that fled from him, a mere mortal. He said he worshipped the Lord Almighty and he would continue to worship the creator of all with his only begotten Son and Holy Spirit. And there was a big back and forth of sacrifice to our God and no, I don't worship pagan gods and do it anyway. You know, they didn't care if you actually believed it, but, you know, sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Sacrifice works. Yeah. Apparently. So the... Enraged pagan priests dragged Antipas to the temple of Artemis and threw him into a red-hot copper bull. So not brass, copper. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I drank something there and it went down the wrong way. <coughs> Have you ever breathed that it go down the wrong pipe before? <laughs> Take a breath you're like... <coughs> about, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> the worst part about that is it goes down the wrong pipe and then you kind of snort it up. And then all of a sudden now you're coughing for the mm. next 20 minutes. Yeah, you'll have to drink something else to clear my throat. <laughs> what are you coughing for? Probably started in the first place. Like, why are you coughing? <coughs> water. <laughs> coughing because yeah, of yeah. water. I'm that I'm that horrible of just trying to be a human being that I can't even drink water without dying. Uh okay, so they threw him in a copper bowl. And this is usually where they would put the sacrifices to the idols. They'd put them in the bull and sacrifice them in there. So they threw him in there. Uh, Now, while inside the furnace, he apparently prayed loudly to God, imploring him to receive his soul and to strengthen the faith of the Christians. Uh, It says he went to the Lord peacefully as if he were going to sleep. Yank, yank. Um, Christians took the body. Uh, which was apparently, again, untouched by the fire, and they buried him. He would become the saint of toothache and disease of teeth. Antipasto? Yeah. I don't He's know He's going to be the saint of bite-sized small portions of food served on a platter. Yeah, the, 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 the patron saint of artichoke hearts or something. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. A little rolled up pieces of ham, little cold cuts, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. But uh, I, I, technically, they're not wrong, though, saying that he wasn't touched by the fire. No. Like, he was touched by the you know, immense heat. The brass. Yeah. But I think they're saying, well, <laughs> he, he was just dead. His body was fine. But mm. God doesn't give, even if God's real, he doesn't give two fucks about your body. Yeah, Fuck, let him burn. I don't give a shit. 
All he wants is that sweet, sweet soul. <laughs> He's eating them like newborn babies. Ooh, that's it. So also there was Pelagia um, of Tarsus, who was burned for not marrying Emperor Diocletian or his son, who later committed suicide because of her refusal. Seems like a bit of an over, you know, exaggeration. Like, what, you know, well, you, you won't marry me. I'm going to kill myself. If I can get over it. You know, you're the son There's of an emperor. Women, huh? You're the son of an emperor. There's, you know, plenty of fish in the fucking sea. Um, it yeah. said that when she oh, went... Sorry, to... was the son that killed himself? Yes, the emperor didn't kill himself. Oh, the son right. killed himself. El... The emperor is like, I... okay, fine, then fuck I retract you. my, uh, yeah. my trying to be a funny sexist comment there. Oh. Um, oh, emotional men. Can't keep our emotions in check. You should have talked to somebody. You should talk to people, men. If you're feeling emotional. Feel like throwing yourself off a cliff because some person didn't want to marry you. We're still, uh, we're, we're shopping some uh, advertisers, if anybody's out there. Better help. If you'd like to get a hold of us and talk to about therapy for men and, online. And, and meter and uh, any form of smoker or barbecue company <laughs> at this stage. We range um, in variety. I mean, we have a, we have a big window of, of advertisers that could come in. Uh, Quip also, because we just talked about tooth decay. Yeah, well, actually, anything to do with sharp objects, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, bes- or rusted objects that used to be sharp. Uh, bespoke posts. They send out knives to people in their boxes. We covered it. I mean, yeah, we're leaving our options open with all the stuff we're talking about. Um, apparently, when uh, she was sent to the bull, she had the sign of the cross stepped inside, and then her flesh actually did melt off her bones, but it filled the entire city with the fragrance of myrrh, apparently. Myrrh apparently smells like shit. Right, I didn't realize. I thought it was meant to be as if it was supposed to be a pleasant smell. Uh, um, well, that's what they're trying to make it off of. Is but I can't imagine that her body roasting inside of a a burnt body with all its hair and shit is not going to smell very good coming out of the fucking. The one thing I'm getting from this is the men's bodies aren't being destroyed. The women's now are. Maybe seems that way. Because yeah. Almost because like, obviously, you know, I mean, they're the lesser sex, apparently, and all that. So, a little know, bit of misogyny written into uh, these texts? A know. bit of history. Yeah. Oh, who'da thunk it, huh? And in the Consularia Caesar Augustana, it says that Bordulinus, or Bordunalus, which I guess actually means little donkey in Italian. I don't know. Uh, the a Roman usurper, he was abandoned by his followers in the late 5th century AD and sent to Tolosa, a French city now known as Toulouse, where he was burned in the bull. Mm. So, uh, now there are those, mostly Catholics and Christian historians, that claim that not only did none of these people die inside of the bull, but that the bulls never even existed. That it was... Uh, created centuries after those stories for propaganda reasons, and that no one was ever actually killed or tortured inside. So it's another one of those, which you're going to see a lot of, where, yeah, you can go see it. Yeah, they exist now. They probably didn't exist then. They might have existed, but they were never used. You know, there are a lot of stories about how they were used. (laughs) There's a lot of stories about how they were used, but there's no technical proof, so... Take it for what you will. I think it's fun to think of these horrible people being classic. Uh, I think it's classic, classic Catholic. So it is. Hey, this thing that has documented proof doesn't exist. But hey, look at this book right here, people. 
If you like things that probably don't exist, who do I have a story for you? <laughs> oh, fuck. That's really... I, I looked and looked and looked for more shit, but really, they stopped... This thing was stopped being used about 1,400 years ago if it was ever used, so there's not a whole lot of, like, new information coming out about the brazen bull that we didn't know of. Pretty much everything that's yeah, out yeah. there is out there, so... Um, were you able to I find... Say, I... Go ahead. Sorry, no, no, sorry. no, no, no. Go ahead. I was just, I was just going to say it's, it, it seemed to be similar to um, any of the one, any of these methods that seem to be a bit more on the showy side. I remember, like what we discussed with one of the other methods, where this, like, it was the, um, the head crusher, the head head crusher. Yeah. yeah, we're saying that that the simplicity of that made me believe more of it being real than like I would this in the sense of like i believe that this is probably real and more for show and threat maybe than anything in the sense you know because it was just um yeah, it seemed a bit too complicated for what they wanted to do seems like it's something that you could just simple like hanging somebody or yeah you know well and, and, and they would hang or... people they would have them hanging outside of town or they put heads on spikes as a warning it seems like if you had a giant brass bull you could literally just put it in front of your castle or your keep or whatever and be like hey yeah, you see that yeah. thing do what I tell you to yeah. do, or uh, we're gonna get cooking. Exactly, and this, it, it, I, one thing I noticed as well is they like to be able to see what is happening because it's usually a public thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. They like to see what's happening to people. Yeah, you can't see what's happening to people in there because obviously Jesus is getting in and covering everybody with a cuddle blanket and saving them. <laughs> and so they can't see that. Well, they had to just stuck them on a spike and lit them on fire. Then you know they wouldn't have ever. Just just Jesus yeah. crammed inside a brazen bowl and goes, here's your Snuggie. Here's a Snuggie for you. Here's a yeah. Snuggie for you. Just Christmas presents. Ooh, open them. Everybody gets presents on my birthday. Here, open them up and see what you get. And everybody just opens so up like here, weighted guys. fucking blankets. Yep. Is this a my pillow? I hear he's a Nazi. <laughs> but yeah. but like, that's kind of what I meant, though. You know, that's where it's kind of going with that yeah yeah no i I, no i understand what you're saying yeah extent that yeah probably one of the reasons iron maiden was that you could see it was never actually used because you can't actually see the only thing you could though the iron maiden you might be able to see some blood come out and again with the brazen bull you get to hear the noise and the smoke and the smells and you get jewelry afterwards as long as you don't mind doing a little craft arts and crafts afterward you know when you're all done actually i forgot about that yeah Which do you go for like, do you go for like the femur, which is hard as concrete and it'd be really hard to scrape down into something. I mean, you can make a cane out of it maybe. Or do you go for like the little wrist bones for like earrings and shit? I guess it depends on what you're in the market for. The knuckles. It depends on how hot they got as well. Because they could be gone. You know, apparently if they're coming up that shiny, then they've been cooked up that much that they yeah i guess the bigger bones probably all be broken down to just shards. People making knives and shit out of them maybe. Yeah. All right. And did, were you able to find any pop culture references? Um, I got a few if you don't have any. Uh, I found the obvious Brazen Bull movie. One, there's uh, a movie? There's a movie, yeah. I think it's um, one Mr. Michelson that's in this, is it? Uh, give me a second now. Yeah, sure. Michael Madsen. I said Michelson by accident. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Madsen's in it. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, hold on a second. Where's this gone now? I had the synopsis written up here. It's a, it's a nice cold tale of misguided ambition and savage revenge set in the bells of an, of an iconic, apparently, terrific Los Angeles high rise. 
Um, and I'm not going to read any more than that because it sounds absolutely shit. Um, <laughs> it, it three three point six out of ten. Oh wow! So that means yeah, it's probably bad. a masterpiece for um, yeah for a Michael Madsen movie. It's probably really good. Um, and I found a song. Yeah, you were saying something about uh, Jos- Josephina Dusk called Raisin Bowl. It, it ain't my cup of tea, kind of weird. Um, you got to read some of the lyrics so everybody oh, knows. I, what I can't find the into. copy lyrics. That's the problem. Because really? yeah, she doesn't have them up like in the same. Oh, oh, oh it's actually, one of those. Oh, no, <clears throat> that's for a different song. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh. I don't know if this is heaven or hell. The screams are beautiful. My bones are jewels and bracelets last fruits of get the same whatever the hell that is okay when i break when i watch you from afar will i keep or will i weep will i scream will it scar there's just something right there so she obviously did huh. a little bit of uh oh yeah but fools wait for wishes still so we dance to a brazen bull and a lot of other stuff but um that's dark that's dark as shit it we sounds like brazen bull. yeah I, I listened to a few seconds and it sounded like um what's that girl who's really popular right now singer one that mumbles and that everybody's mumble, I have crazy no fucking clue. i don't listen to pop um, anything somebody's gonna be sitting there listening to this scream and that's the thing yes, yes, oh yes, oh yeah yeah somebody's gonna know exactly who i'm talking about is it doja cat mm, uh, no, doja cat no, 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 no it's not doja cat <laughs> <laughs> um i got a on a way popular female singers 2022. She did the song, the James Bond song. Um, okay. No, uh, there's Adele. No, she doesn't mumble. Oh, Billie Eilish. That's the one. She's that. Uh, okay. The 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 the. Yeah, my son is a huge. My youngest son is a huge. That sounds like a huge kind of fucking fan. Ish style. I, 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 I'm gonna be honest. I never listened to any more stuff beyond the few things, and I just. Yeah, the couple things that, that show that come up on that radio I listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan, but it's you know, it's whatever. Everybody has their own. Well, that's it exactly. Yeah, I don't expect everybody to like Slipknot and or me. Well, they should. <laughs> um, yeah, they should uh, like me. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, the what I was able to find pulp culture literature like uh, the name of the rose, Kurt Vonnegut's Breakfast Champions, um, the manga. Th- uh, Though You May Burn to Ash, which is fucking metal as shit. Uh, Library of Mount Char. Uh, movies like, apparently it was in Saw 3D. Oh, really? Uh, two, yeah, 2011's Immortals. I never saw that. Uh, it's it's odd. <clears throat> I I enjoyed it because I went into it knowing what I was going into. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Movies like that, you got to know. Like, all right, I'm not going to go into this seeing fucking Goodfellas or Casino or something. This is going to be tits and fighting and, you know, just good time. Uh, apparently, he was also in 2011's Red Riding Hood. I haven't seen that either. I don't think I saw that no. one. Uh, it was also video games like <clears throat> Assassin's Creed Origin, Amnesia, The Dark Descent, and Criminal Case. And the TV show, an old favorite of mine, which lied to you most of the time, A Thousand Ways to Die. Did you ever watch Thousand Ways to Die on the old Spike TV? That might have been to... just an American. That might have been strictly an American thing. It, there, it's funny because there's an Irish um, One Thousand Ways to Die. There's an Irish TV show. I think it's called. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was a play, and that's not a mistake. <laughs> I just think it's kind of like, like <laughs> a thousand ways to kill your mammy. 
or something like that, or 50 ways to kill your man. <laughs> it's about this, this Irish, it's like, there comes a comedian guy who um he brings his mother and all these crazy different things like skydiving and all this stuff. But um, I recognize the thing from Saw 3D, you know, that I Googled the picture of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely recognize that. But uh, oh, A Thousand Ways to Die was a show where they literally gave you each episode they gave you like two or three different ways that the a person could die mm. and for a lot of it you're like oh shit this this stuff could actually have that kind of actually happened and then there's one of them that just that is when i stopped watching it was a guy was out flying his like model airplane and he threw it and it kind of came around did a big loop-de-loo and then went and then stabbed him in the back through his torso and he's just like ah and i was like that didn't fucking happen fuck off Oh, that's I watched. I've watched dozens of YouTube videos of people getting hit in the head by their own fucking model airplanes. None of them died. All right, especially hits you right in the center of the spine. It's gonna crack through your spine, go through all your organs, come out the other side. Fuck you. Oh, anyway, a hint for the next episode is, and it took me a while to come up with this: uh, a word that means the exact opposite of what it meant a few hundred years ago. I know it doesn't make any sense, but it will when we get there. I'm trying to on think. The next episode. Yeah. Ooh, what could it be? Mm. A couple of words I'm trying to think of. Um. Well, while you contemplate, uh, way to get a hold of us, you can get us on Twitter and Instagram, both at TorturePod. You can get email, TorturePod at gmail.com. Um, go, go check out my. Uh, podcast with my kids. It makes them really excited when they see people are actually listening. Uh, tables, uh, tables from the card table, if you don't mind. And Dan will be having something come out, Dungeons and Dragons, at some point. You, me, and a few other people. We got a whole bunch of shit going on. That, uh, and you're gonna have your, eventually, hopefully, get your music stuff up. Hopefully, <laughs> when I have time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell you what could happen, you see, is if people keep subscribing to this and keep listening to this and we can make money from it, then I can take the time to nice. produce more things. Yes, that is obvious. I mean, that I think that's the goal of every podcaster is to eventually make enough money off of it to where they can, you know, do it more and do other things less than what they actually have to do. Well, it, uh, does it happen for 99% of podcasts? No, it does not. No, but well, look, you know. if we can get to the stage where we get invited to join um, Phil Better on this entrepreneurial shit podcast where Ooh, it's all about yeah. people who make a living from it, then we'll know we fucking made it. You, know, you hear that, Phil? A, you hear that, Phil? Award, award-winning like award podcast winning, mobile Phil Better. Yeah. He... He will be the father to my babies. He's 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 gonna be sitting there going, he's gonna be like, "Why are they making fun of me?" Or not? We love you, Phil. We love you, Phil. Yeah. We love you, yeah. Phil. We want to be on your podcast. We want to get that official invite when we know we've made it. He keeps posting, asking if anybody wants to come on. Is like I haven't made really any money doing podcasts, so I can't go on yet. Yeah, we have to make some money. Hey, look, I'll, I'll, I made a very small amount of money on a podcast before. Very small set up, amount. For the year we did it, I think I made like 90 bucks. We do so. a Patreon. You send me $5, I'll send you $5. <laughs> <If I'm> making... <laughs> After taxes. We're, we're professionals now. Yeah. 
I do plan on setting up Patreon. I've been looking at a lot of different t-shirts design designs that I want to do. Um, if you're out there, email us, message us, let us know if we start a Patreon, what you would like to get from it. Obviously, unedited episodes so you can hear all the silly bullshit that I actually cut out of these episodes because it's quite a bit. Yeah, just yeah. I, I sometimes I shout um, left in as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, merch. Uh, I, I'm, like I said, I'm going to start making t-shirts, uh, no tomatoes in full Irish, all that type of stuff. Uh, maybe a side podcast where we just sit down and talk, you know, the diff, you know, the difference between American and Irish food and a little bit of torture, uh, that type of stuff. So we stopped talking about food so much on the actual show. Ah, well, sure, no, I, think, I, I was going to say we should, we were talking before about sending each other kind of care package type things. And uh-huh, that might be a yeah. kind of a cool thing to kind of talk about the things that are in it on something. I was thinking know? about that. So, like, you send me one, I send you one, and then we sit down, like, we pick whatever, and like, like a bag of chips that you send me, and a bag of chips I send you, and then we get, we each have one of each, and we try them on here at the same time, and we talk about how different they Kinda are. Kind of like the like Food Wars thing, but... Something, yeah. Be like, more swearing. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds good to me. But, so let us know if there's anything... Um, you would like to see on a Patreon, uh, like a Discord or something that people can get on and talk. They could tell you know they could talk to us every once in a while and you know stuff like that. And guess what I'm after doing? I have begun research for me to oh. do uh, your job in one of the episodes, like we discussed. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I, I started oh, I looking wait. at it today. It's something that we mentioned briefly before, and uh-huh. being honest yeah, with you, I it could. Branch out into something even bigger, probably end up if, like, realistically, there's just so much information. I was like, going like, yeah. to like, um, like link after link after link after link, kind of following all these different things. I was like, holy crap, because it's so, I say, modern, there's an awful lot of documentation around it. Yeah, I know it, and I know what you're talking yeah. about. And I, I know you went one way, I'm sure you're going one way with it where you're looking at where. Uh, it started. Um, Turns out I was wrong over there by you. Huh? No, I was wrong. Turns out. Oh I, really? Uh, I found out the the most likely thing for it. So, um, but I'll cover that. But anyway, I'm sure you you were where you said where where you had said that it had started over by you and kind of went this way and that way and and I kind of go the other way with it. I look at where it start where you said it started and I kind of come backwards with it mm. to see. Well, what else happened before that? I actually found, um, and people are like, "What the fuck are they talking?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if you listen to the show, you probably know that we're, yeah, you know, what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. um, but uh, there's actually, and it, it, it'll be it, it'll be in a wide circle of things. And if we got to make that specific, uh, uh, that if we, that specific subject, and it has to do a two or three episode one on it, just so we get everything fit in there. I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter. God, I've told yeah. you that. I told you that we're gonna have a bunch of episodes that end up turning into series. We got um, a series cup coming up on a cult here, not too long, and then another person will probably end up doing a series on him, a two parter, not true crime, um, a, a historical figure. Feel better. Uh, so we, you know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, today we cover the podcast mogul, yeah. Phil Better. <laughs> this is torture. <laughs> Poor Phil. 
Phil's just making everybody, Phil, Phil's just got everybody like tied down. He's you know, like yelling at them the proper, uh, the proper way of how to pronounce poutine. And yeah. here's how you follow <laughs> fucking podcast analytics, assholes. <laughs> this is how you make money off a podcast. SEOs, goddammit. God, if it wasn't working, yeah, we love you, so Phil. to text him right now and say, hey, we're talking about you on our podcast. He'd be like, oh, good, I hope. Uh. <laughs> Tune in. Just, just the, 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 just the emoji face guy with the finger up to him. What we'd have to do now is I don't know if he's managed to listen to any of the episodes yet. So we'll have to we talk about them during one of the episodes. And he'd ask which one. And I'd say, oh, um, all of them, or maybe none of them. <laughs> you have to listen to find out, Phil. No, he's he he says, which one did you talk about me? And then you just send him a little picture of where's Waldo. <laughs> he's got to go searching for it. Uh, if Listen, listen, if you're out there listening, um, go find Phil Better's uh, podcast. Uh, invest in yourself. Phil Better show all that shit. Yeah, uh, look him up. Yeah, he does. He does fantastic work. He helps people out. We love Phil. So. Uh, we're giving him shit because that's what you do with people you love you give them shit so love you Phil alright well I think that's uh, all I got for uh, I think you believed I believed you called it when uh, I messaged you about what we were covering uh, the original easy bake oven yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I refer to. Yeah. So that's what. Well, well, so that's, that's what the episode's gonna yeah. have to be called. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame they didn't hook up a little. Bing. <laughs> I think when it was finished. A little turkey timer. Yeah. Oh, John's finished. Better get him out of there. <laughs> Jesus Christ is in there too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. See you. Bye bye.